Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. As a real estate investor, we practice zero-based thinking. That's taking a look at where our portfolio is and saying, would I make the same decision today? In order to do that, when it comes to markets, you got to be looking at what's happening in real estate markets. We're going to do that with a great guest today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. All aboard! A few cabins remain for the Real Estate Guys 16th Annual Investor Summit. Imagine spending an entire week with like-minded investors, world-class educators, and real-world professionals. Returning this year are sales legend Tom Hopkins, the authors of Prosper, Chris Martinson and Adam Taggart, Sovereign Man Simon Black, editor of the Gold Newsletter Brian London, and the author of The Creature from Jekyll Island, G. Edward Griffin. Plus, joining us for a sixth investor summit, Peter Schiff, and back once again, Robert and Kim Kiyosaki. It all begins April 6th in Fort Lauderdale. Visit realestateguysradio.com and click the tab that says Summit to learn more and reserve your spot. But you better hurry. This transformational week is like no conference you've ever attended. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and make plans to spend a week with the Real Estate Guys, Robert and Kim Kiyosaki, and an all-star faculty on the 16th Annual Investors Summit at Sea. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. This week, we're in Dallas, Texas. Let's say hello to our co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. How are you? Good. Talking to folks, meeting new people. We're here at the SFR Expo, and it's been a fun weekend to uh, meet listeners and find new folks and all that. And you know, one of the things about real estate, there's so many different ways to do it, so many things you can do in real estate. But one of the premises is that you've got the market and the product type. And your mission is to find where those two intersect in a great way. I want to pick a great product like multifamily, single family, commercial, whatever it is. But I also find a market where it makes sense. And we spend a lot of our time looking at a lot of markets. But an investor needs to focus and needs to understand the market that supports their product type. Yeah, it's really a paradox because you want to be focused. You want to be disciplined. You want to be organized and efficient. And at the same time, markets and even product types uh, and financing, financial markets, geographic markets, demographic markets, they're all shifting. Yeah, It's a dynamic. And so you have to be able to read the tea leaves a little bit. And we like to check in from time to time in different places to see how the checkpoints went. You know, we call it a, a, a point on the curve. You know, where were we at a year ago? Where were we at two years ago? Where is it headed? What are the trends? And then trying to make sure that we understand the little adjustments we need to make. Sometimes it's flowing. If you're driving down the street in a car and traffic is moving great, there's a lot of room between cars and everything's kind of free and easy and it's great. You can be relaxed and you're singing along with the radio or whatever. If all of a sudden you start seeing like brake lights or the cars start to bunch up a little bit, you need to be a little bit more alert. You're still moving and everything's great, but you just need to be a little bit more cautious because caution is warranted when you start to see some of these signals. And so if you're not paying attention, that's where you wake up rear-ending the guy in front of you or changing lanes into somebody and not seeing it. So it's really important to just stay, keep your thumb on the pulse of what's going on in any market that you're focused on. Well, I think real estate investors get lazy. They buy a property, it's performing well, and they just, they're fine. I picked a market, I picked a property. You often say we get married to a market, meaning you don't get in and out of real estate quickly generally. Yeah, you can fix and flip and you can buy a property and develop and get out and sell. But for the most part, if we're a buy and hold real estate investor, we're holding an asset for the production of income. That income is based on the local economy. So I wanted to do the market analysis and due diligence before I bought the property. But what we're saying today is you also have to check in. In fact, our guest today, every year he does this. He does like the outlook for his industry and the, the product type he's in to look at where are the hot markets? Where's the puck going? Part of that is also, figuring out if the markets he's currently in still makes sense. Well, you know, in a big market, and most of the time we like to be in big markets, that means there's all kinds of sub-markets. And then as markets get hot and people move in and you start seeing rents change and move around, then sometimes the people who were already there get priced out. Right. And then when they have to move somewhere else in the same area from sub-market to sub-market, it begins to change the dynamic of both markets, and where the people are moving could be an opportunity because a lot of times people who are getting priced out of a market begin to move into a market that normally was undesirable before because of the demographic that was there at the price point. Prices begin to come up, but so does the quality. And that can be a real opportunity if you catch it. 
Of course, you know, I'm not saying that's always the way it works, but my point is, is that when you're paying attention to your marketplace and the sub-markets within it, even some of these movements, we're not talking about moving, say, from Chicago to St. Louis. We're talking about, like, within a big metro, just moving from one neighborhood to another neighborhood or one sub-market to another sub-market. And paying attention to that means you can, you can get out of the way of a problem or grab a wave of opportunity that you can ride. A lot of it's going to be market-driven, too, because what's available. I, I might say, hey, this is a great market, but it's so tight I can't find a property that works. you got to be patient in real estate, and so you're going to be, want to be paying attention to markets that you're in, but also markets that you maybe want to consider. We know a lot of folks that have the majority of their holdings in a single metro, and that can be great, right? Put all your eggs in one basket and watch the basket. But it can also be problematic because when Detroit, for instance, once the richest city on earth becomes the desolate, barren wasteland of destruction, if you bet on that single market, you have single point failure. Well, I mean, the thing is, when you put all your eggs in one basket, it presumes you have a degree of control over that basket. Nobody can control a market. Right. Uh, and it's certainly, you know, even a submarket you really can't control. And so there's a lot of factors outside of your control you need to pay attention to. And then you have to look at the things you do control and say, okay, based on what I can't control and what's happening, based on what I can control, what should I be doing with the things I do have control over to take advantage of an opportunity or get out of the way of a problem? A few weeks ago, our uh, good friend and the apartment king, Brad Sumrock, did his annual uh, look into the future. He takes a look at a bunch of stuff, and we're going to have Brad on the program today to share with us some of the things he's gleaned about apartment markets across the United States. Now, again, it's just apartments, and it's the U.S., but you're going to learn something today, no matter where you invest, about market analysis and what's happening. We'll have that interview with Brad when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. Hello, this is Robert Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if you're serious about learning how to invest in real estate, listen to the Real Estate Guys. They really know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. You picked a good show. We're talking today about how we keep our thumb on the pulse of what's happening in a real estate market. And the gentleman you're about to meet does that big time. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, he did this great webinar that uh, we asked him to record so he can make available. So just know going into this, a lot of the data and the details you're going to hear today, you'll get even more that if you follow up with the webinar. But let's say hello to the apartment king, Brad Sumrock. How are you? I'm great, Robert. Thanks for having me today. Hey, congrats on, what was it, 36 or 37 apartment buildings you and your students purchased last year? Last year, 2017, 37 apartments, 14 different markets. Awesome. Awesome. So 
market's critical, right? Obviously, you understand the apartment world brilliantly and have uh, your story, if you haven't heard Brad's story in the past, he didn't start with single family houses and work his way up to apartments. Your very first investment, 32 units. Yeah, in 2005, I bought a 32 unit deal starting with no previous experience. I had a full-time job, traveled internationally. And I started with apartments because I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and learned about ESBI. Yep. And I wanted to be, you know, reap the benefits of being a business owner and investor on my first real estate investment. Excellent. And have gone on, of course, to not only continue to buy units. I think personally you were involved in more than 1,200 units last year. And I know you're on a tear to find more inventory now. But also you teach. And that's a big part of uh, why we love having you on the program is you're going to learn a ton from, from this guy today. At the beginning of the year, you have, for the last several years, done this this forecast. You look out and you say, what's happening in the market? And it, it, there's two parts of it. One is to make sure the market you're in still hold water, but you're also looking for new opportunities. So talk about, first of all, the importance of understanding what the market is doing. Yeah. And so many people look at the deal, you know, the numbers of the deal. And when I look at investing, you know, whether in my own deals or somebody else's deal, I look at three things. I look at the deal and the numbers, the market, and then who the management team is. So we're going to talk about the market and, you know, you could find a, a good deal on, on paper, but if it's in a market where, you know, it takes six months to evict somebody for non-payment or rent, or you don't have um, strong economic drivers like job growth and population growth, you know, I would really think twice about investing in a market like that because, you know, there, there are just so many other markets that just make sense based on those fundamentals. And so, to me, the big three criteria are the deal, the market, and the management team. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll spend most of our time today talking about the market because uh, the market is critical. All of those things are critical. We could do a whole show on the management team, right? Uh, but I think that uh, when it comes to, to markets, Russ made a comment earlier. I want to get your take on this. He said, you know, we're, we tend to look at bigger markets. There's huge metropolitan statistical areas that are the top 10 or top 20 real estate markets. And then there's lots of tertiary markets where there may only be a half a dozen apartment buildings. What uh, what makes sense and why? Well, I, I like the big primary markets in general because they just have a, a more diversified economy, you know, more economic drivers. But, you know, you got to be careful because markets like, say, you know, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, Boston, those are large primary markets because the, the laws are more uh, less favorable to landlords. You know, those are markets that I, that I tend to stay away from. So we're looking at large primary markets in landlord and business-friendly environments with job growth and population growth. That's where we, I've been investing in apartments for the last 16 years. Now, prices have been going up. Everybody knows that. There's a little bit more competition these days. Uh, than there were in the past in the apartment sector. So we are finding good deals maybe an hour, you know, outside of some of these primary markets, you know, yeah. in, in markets that make sense. So instead of buying like, you know, in the middle of Dallas, which we're still looking in that area, but, you know, you go an hour outside of Dallas where there's still population growth, job growth, a lot of economic expansion. And we're finding in, in some of these areas, there might be a little bit less competition and you're still benefiting from that close association of that primary market. It was fascinating. You showed a slide the other day that came out of this forecast that uh, you did, the webinar you, you did a little while back that we're going to give the listeners a chance to get, where you overlaid some really in interesting information. It was a, a chart that looked at appreciation. So the underlying asset, you know, the apartment space would be, hey, what was once 30,000 a door is now, you know, 40 or 50 or 60,000 a door. So assets are appreciating. Then you had rent growth, which is a different thing, even though we value apartment buildings based on their income, what they're appreciating as asset value is different from income and you had those two things and then the overlay was this landlord friendly part and that was brilliant yeah so you know yeah and I, and I got the data from you know industry sources Marcus and Millichap co-star and like you said they they outline cap rates appreciation what markets you know make the most sense from a cap rate perspective and appreciation perspective but there were some markets on there and not to bash these markets because you could find a good deal anywhere if you know what you're doing but there were some markets like cleveland kansas city detroit that have you know higher than average cap rates but because they're not as landlord friendly there's actually negative job growth in some of these markets negative population growth these these were not in my top 
picks. Right. Right. But then you look at markets like Dallas, Tampa, Jacksonville, Orlando, Phoenix. I mean, I'm giving away, you know, some of the, the nuggets in the webinar. But these are some of the markets where, you know, we have above average cap rates, above average rent growth, above average appreciation combined with my proven recipe of, you know, landlord, business friendly, job growth, population growth. And that to me is what makes a good market. Now, you see markets shift over time as well, right, if you're in a market. So we're here in the DFW Metroplex, a big market. You're very active here, but you're also in a lot of other markets because you have to look for that those three things that you talked about. But a market like this, where you see, well, you know, gosh, 10 years ago, pricing was so different than it is now. I know a question you get a ton is, well, is it, is it too late? Have I missed the party? Well, I've been getting that question for 16 years, too. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. It's like a guy came to one of my educational events in 2014, and said, Brad, I was going to do apartments, but I just thought we were at the top of the market. And boy, I wish I would have got in the market. So, you know, my answer is if, if, if you invest in your education and surround yourself with a good team, you know, the, the odds are going to be in your favor to make profitable investments. So, you know, I'm, I'm still buying. Like, you know, I already shared with you, I bought 1,200 doors in the last uh, 16 months. And we're paying more for these assets than we did in the past. But, you know, rents are also higher and occupancy is higher. I mean, we, you know, we were just in a uh, breakout session here at the, at the uh, expo and somebody shared that their rent four years ago was $825 and now it's for the same units renting for $1,250. Yep. So don't you want to be the beneficiary of that, right? Yeah. So I think part of it is, is just understanding that even though it's harder to get an asset and you're paying more, all ships rise in the tide. Here's what I like about the apartment space is there are a lot of folks who are concerned. Maybe we're at the top. Maybe there's going to be a black swan event. Maybe, you know, the Fed raising it. Any of that. If people have difficulty, apartments are almost a safe haven. Yeah, the guy's not going to be able to afford the million-dollar house if there's an economic hiccup. But where's he going to move? Apartments, and again, you guys specialize in, in kind of a level of apartment where you've got a quality tenant. That's something you talked about yesterday. Is, is these aren't people that that make ten thousand dollars a year. The tenants that occupy that these kind of buildings that you and your investors invest in are great people that go get up every day, go to work for somebody else, and send a big part of their paycheck to you. That's right. So we specialize in what we call the B and the C class assets. So this, these are people that on the low end are making say, you know, 30,000 a year, maybe on the high end to 70 to 80,000 a year. We're not buying assets in the the central urban cores of say uptown Dallas, you know, where you see all the skyscrapers happening. That is where there's some oversupply. That is where you're seeing a lot of concessions. That is where you're seeing declining vacancy rates and move-in specials. I have a, an apartment unit in Uptown Dallas, and you could get one month free right now at like just about every property. But the properties we're buying that are in the working class areas of these primary markets, people aren't building there. We, you could still buy for less than you can build. When you have job growth and population growth, there's always going to be a need for working class housing. Yeah, and that's the big if part, right? And, and you know, you brought up a, a point, which is a great one, that, you know, you research this information. And the great news is that there's a lot of great information available. The bad news is people are generally are too lazy to go figure it out. So we appreciate every year that you'll go and curate all these sources of information, take a look at it, and then figure out, okay, based on that, where do I play? Where do I go? When the market shifts... Because real estate is not liquid, it's hard if the market turns to get out. So that's the other reason you want to keep your, your thumb on the pulse. I know you're always paying attention to this, but we're trying to, I think, urge the listeners to not get complacent as they view the markets that they're in. Right. And, you know, when we look at buying a deal, we generally plan on a five-year hold. But there's deals that I bought in 2007, 2008. <clears throat> we ended up holding for seven years because we did have a downturn in the economy. But I can say this, we bought right. And it's really important to have that predictability in your financing. So being able to secure a 10 or 12 year fixed rate loan, non-recourse on an apartment building, I think is key because you're able to forecast, you know exactly what your debt payment is gonna be for the next 10 to 12 years. Well, and of course, this is one of the areas where there is still great availability of financing as apartments. Financing is still very attractive. It's relatively easy to secure. Um, if you buy the right type of asset, which, you know, the income produced by the asset has to be able to cover the debt payment. And um, if you could assemble a strong uh, sponsorship team with net worth and liquidity. So financing is still available, you know, through government agencies such as Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, insurance companies. 
I mean, most of my students are, you know, that bought these 37 deals last year, were able to secure non-recourse fixed rate financing fixed over 10 years at 80% loan to value. Now, having said all that, and it is harder to find that type of financing in these smaller markets with smaller properties. And one of the paradigms that you help break is the idea of going big versus going small. People say apartments, that could be 15 units, that could be six units, that could be 350 units. Let's talk about the size of a deal and how that impacts your decision. Yeah, so one of the things that once people realize they don't have to have all the money themselves, to buy the deal, then it becomes easier. So let's say you have $50,000 to invest. Most people are going to think, well, I can go out and buy three rental houses. Yep. And under that paradigm of, you know, you need to have all the money, that would be true. But imagine that you could take that 50000 of your own money and then go out and syndicate a deal, which means, you know, raising money from other people in an SEC compliant manner. And you could raise 50000 say, from 19 other people and now you have a million dollars, 50 of yours, 950 from 19 other people, and that million dollars is your down payment. Now you can get a $4 million loan, buy a $5 million property, have a professional management company, have better management, better economies of scale. And that to me is just a win-win situation because you control more doors, you help more people, you're helping your investors, you're helping all the families at that property. Here's the paradigm about this. Imagine those 19 people all individually went out and bought their three rental houses and you'd be providing housing to a bunch of people. Instead, you come together in a much more efficient way where you don't have to be the manager when you can have professional management and these people together can accomplish so much more. It's the thing we love about syndication. It just happens to work really well for apartment buildings. Yeah, I mean, my first two deals, I did not syndicate. And what I found is, you know, I bought a million dollar property, put 200,000 down. I didn't have any more money to do a deal. Right. And then I learned about syndication and I was able to buy a 250 unit property with other investors. That's a good way to go. We have Brad Sumrock with us. We're talking about his market report, the forecast that he did. We're going to give you a chance to get a copy of that. All you have to do is send an email to forecast at realestateguysradio.com. If you'll send an email to forecast at realestateguysradio.com, you'll get a link to watch the full webinar. It's over an hour. Brad goes into detail. And even though you did hit some of the markets, I'm not going to urge people to watch it so they get the list of the markets. I mean, that's interesting. But even more so is the methodology that you employ and the reasons behind it. So that's the uh, webinar. When we come back, we're going to talk about how do I get in the apartment space? Whatever, are apartments good for me? How do I do that? We've got Brad with us. We'll talk about that. And we'll play real estate trivia next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. For investors, Timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Qualified, accredited investors should email timber at realestateguysradio.com for more information. Consider visiting our forest plantations to see for yourself. Email timber at realestateguysradio.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. For more information, email timber at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Patrick Donahoe, CEO of Paradigm Life. Wall Street and banks spend billions of dollars per year in advertising with the goal to convince you that they are the solution. But take a look around. None of their advice has worked. If you're listening to this, odds are pretty good that you're already a real estate investor or at least becoming one. So why do you do it? Is it to hedge inflation, the tax benefits, or maybe it's to get your money away from Wall Street? It's because of these benefits and so many more that I created the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy. When you combine successful real estate investing with the Perpetual Wealth Strategy, you have the recipe for what has helped the wealthy to establish their financial well-being for decades. You can download the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy today by clicking the Resources tab on the Real Estate Guys Radio homepage. Don't wait. Go download it now. 
Hi, I'm Mark Victor Hans. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. If you want to expand your consciousness, expand your wealth, expand your future, and have more delight and excite in your future than in your past, keep listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show this week in Dallas, Texas. That will be back in Dallas, Texas, the first weekend of March for the secrets of successful syndication. If you've ever wanted to go bigger, do bigger deals with bigger money, Come on out and check it out. You can get all the details on our website at realestateguysradio.com under events. Before we get back to our interview with Brad Sumrock, it's time to play real estate trivia. That's your chance to win a prize by knowing today's real estate trivia questions. In just a minute, I'm going to give you a trivia question that has something to do with real estate and the Olympics. When you hear the question and think you know the answer, quickly get an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name your physical mailing address, and the answer to the question. If you're the winner, we're going to give you a copy of that book that set Brad on the road to riches many years ago, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Last week on The Real Estate Guys, we had Mauricio Raul on the program. We're talking about going bigger with syndication. We asked this, what is the significance of a home in Scotland that has the front door painted red? Well, it means that the mortgage has been paid off. Yeah, that's kind of a tradition in Scotland and many other countries, in fact, where when you pay your mortgage off and you own your home outright, you paint the door red. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. Name the only U.S. state in history to turn down the Olympics. A state in the U.S. had a chance to host the Olympics and said no. What state was that? If you think you know or just want to guess... And I guess it's a 1 in 50 chance. Send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, the answer to the question, and your mailing address so that if you're the winner, we can send you your very own copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. That's today's real estate trivia question. We're with Brad Sumrock today talking about the markets. And, uh, you know, no matter what product type you're interested in, you need to pay attention to the markets. Specifically, Brad, you deal with apartments. And I know that uh, you have this definition of a, of a large apartment being 60 units and above. Talk about why 60. Why 60, the number that you use that kind of defines an apartment building? To secure a professional management company um, and have the right uh, level of cost versus uh, benefit, Generally speaking, you need about 60 doors to, to attract that type of management company. So you could hire a management company for a 30-unit property, but you might be paying like 10% of the gross income. On a 60-unit property, it's generally about 5% of the income. On 300-unit properties that we're buying, you know, it might be 2% of the gross income. So, you know, so you get better management, a deeper bench in terms of management, maintenance, you know, back-end office support, industry data that the management company will have uh, to, to be able to share with you for a very small percentage of your revenue. Yeah, this is one of the great secrets of apartment investing. If I own a single-family home, I'm probably paying a manager 8 to 10% a month. Now, in some markets, it's 6 In some markets, it's 15 But that's about the rate. As we get those economies of scale, we have more units. The same number of staff, the same number of people can do the work required. And so your percentage that you pay a third-party, reliable, proven manager goes way down. And that's part of the magic of apartments. Yeah, and you know, and 60 units is is enough units that a management company would put a full-time manager and manager. a full-time yeah. maintenance person on your property. 40 units, you're kind of in no man's land because it's like, well, you know, it's big enough that you know you still got 40 families living there. You need you need some on-site support, but it but it doesn't make sense to put a full-time person in there. So you're going to be paying for that full-time person, and that full-time person has more capacity than than what a four, you know 40 units is going to give them. Well, and I think people have to get over this paradigm. I mean, as soon as you say 60, 70, 100 units, people are like, oh, that's not me. I buy houses. Okay, but here's the thing: if what you're doing is assembling a bunch of folks, little investors at 50 or 100 thousand dollars together, you're buying an apartment building. You're not having to manage it. You're buying it big enough that somebody else can professionally management. It's a lot less work in the long run. It's so much less work. I mean, my 32-unit building, for example, I would go to the property every week. You know, I would pay the bills. I did QuickBooks. Um, I emptied the laundry machines and, <laughs> and rolled the quarters and brought them to the bank. And on my 250-unit property, I don't go to the property every week. I don't have the keys. I don't have the alarm code to the, to the office. Right. I don't do the books. I don't pay the bills. I simply read 
the reports that the management company gives to me every month, and we, you know, there there needs to be uh, regular discussions with the management company and and holding them accountable to the budget and things like that. But it's actually easier. So. When I'm talking to new people, I always have to be careful because I'll say, oh, yeah, this student just bought a small deal. It was 74 units. And I'm thinking like, hey, for some people, you know, hey, that's a pretty, right. pretty big deal, you know. Right. But but in the in the grand scheme of things, it actually gets easier with more units. Yeah. Now, the thing about it is it's a little bit different. If you've all you've invested in is single family houses, the premise is the same. You own a building that somebody lives in and they pay you rent. The differences are the financing is different, the management and what has to be done. Tenant landlord law is critically important. Inspections are a little bit different. The work that has to be done, the capex, capital expenditures we do, but all that's learnable. So if you're interested in apartments, the whole thing is to get educated on it. And of course, you have a great educational program. And uh, if you're interested in that, if you get the webinar that we uh, talked about that Brad did, you'll also get a link to find out about uh, the program. How often do you do the uh, the, the two-day event? Yeah, so we do a two-day uh, intensive weekend training three times a year. So we do them in March, we do them in July, we do them in November. Now, I know some of you are listening to this podcast as it comes out and you're thinking, March, that's right around the corner. The bad news, good news for you, Brad, is the event sold out. So there are no tickets left for the March event. And that's just, that's great. That's good for you guys. You're in a nice full room. I've been to your event. Russ has been to your event. Great event. But in July, you'll do it again. You'll so, do it again in the fall. Yes. Yeah, so we're already, you know, pre-registration pre, uh, for our July uh, 2018 event. And that will be in Dallas, Texas, as, as all of our training events are. Yeah, good stuff. So, you know, you've got a lot of students out there, and, and you have people that start, and they don't have a lot of experience. The typical real estate investor we meet didn't start like you. They didn't buy an apartment building to start. They may already have a, a house or two, or maybe they own a small retail center. What are some of the things that you see people having to learn, the paradigms, the, the most important things that these students have to get in order to be successful in apartments? Well, like our, our typical student, I would divide them into like three categories. Category one is, is, was me, which was college educated or, you know, a good job, you know, high five, in, high five figure, low six figure income, have some money to invest. And many of those people we find could start right away in multifamily. So you don't have to do single family first and then graduate into multifamily. Our second type is that we do have a lot of people that are doing single family rentals. And they kind of hit a limit. They might have, you know, five to ten houses, and and they just couldn't imagine buying five to ten more because it's it's not as scalable. And so they just see uh, multifamily as a logical next step. Yeah. And then finally, we have a lot of high income, you know, doctors, attorneys. They just want to be passive. They don't want to do all the work. So they come to our education seminars to learn the basics about the apartment investing, but also to meet the students that I personally coach so that they can invest in these deals and make a good double-digit average annualized return. Yeah, it takes both of those kinds of folks, right? We have people who listen who are very interested in real estate, but they're busy doing whatever they do to live, thrive, and survive. And they, frankly, probably aren't going to spend a lot of time flying around to markets and meeting property managers and analyzing deals. They would rather put their money to work, and that's a great opportunity. But then there are other folks who are like, no, I want to be Brad. I want to find an apartment building. I want to get management. I want to roll up my sleeves. And of course, you teach both sides of that. That's right. You know, our 16-hour our, uh, training covers, you know, soup to nuts, apartment investing, how to find deals, how to analyze deals, how to fund deals, how to operate deals, how to exit deals. And then we also have advanced programs available for people that want to be passive investors and for people that want to be syndicators. Yeah, good stuff. Now, uh, coming up right around the corner, you'll be joining us for the second time, our Investor Summit at Sea. Always good to get around a lot of uh, folks at, at that event. Uh, last time, last year was your first uh, your first time. Tell us about your uh, experience at the Investor Summit. It was it was awesome. And like I, I when someone asks me a question, I always like to be specific. So yep. I can say, oh, it was a great event. It was awesome. So many great people. But, you know, the quality of the people on the summit was just you know, it was, it was really good. I mean, you have a lot of people that have syndicated deals of all asset classes. So I was going and I was on the faculty, but I was also learning and sitting in seminars with Robert Kiyosaki and Simon Black and Peter Schiff. And I was learning about things that I don't really know a whole lot about, which will make me an overall better investor, a better educator. It gives me a bigger perspective of what's going on in the world. So if you wanna be around those type of people and learn from different people that are doing deals in, in different asset classes, 
it was that was you know that was uh, a huge educational. I, I came in thinking, yeah, hey, I'm going to be on the faculty, and I was, but I walked away like learning so much about so many other things. Yeah, good stuff. Well, uh, happy to have you coming back. If you're interested in apartments, you want to hang out with Brad for a week, definitely come out and check out the Investors Summit at Sea. In fact, if you sign up for the summit and really apartments is what you want to to do, we will arrange to have you sit one night with dinner with uh, Brad and his beautiful wife Jen. Is that cool? That that's very cool, and that was. Um, you know, that was some, one of the other things we loved about the summit is that everybody got a chance to, you know, have dinner with people that they wanted to connect with. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a great opportunity. All right, well, so that we aren't just shamelessly promoting all the great places you can come see us, I want to make sure we get a lot of good value of this. And I think one of the things that um, I appreciate about watching you teach is that you're not a guy that used to do this and is now teaching people what he used to do. You're as active in the apartment space as anybody can be. And at the same time, you always make room for other folks. In other words, you talk about your students and I see this this pride you have just as much for their deals as for your own deals. So what are the things that people really need to grasp if they need to be encouraged that apartments are within their, their reach? They can do this. Well, any, anybody can do it. And, you know, I always tell my students, there's always going to be competition. Like when I'm looking at the deal, I know other people are looking at the deal. This is a national market, and there's so many markets that make sense that with that the right mentality, the abundance mentality, you know, sometimes we have three or four Sumrock students looking at the same deal. Right. And sometimes we don't. But the thing is, if it's, you know, if it's a good deal, there's always going to be someone else looking at the deal. And you just got to step up to the plate and take your swings. And, you know, you can sit on the sidelines and say, well, you know, maybe it's not the right time or maybe it's too competitive. But, you know, like I said, we had 37 people buy deals last year in my program. And more than half of those people were first time investors that syndicated their first deal. And there's so many markets that make sense. Like I own in six different markets. I own in Dallas, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Jacksonville. Uh, I sold a deal in Colorado. So like there are so many markets that make sense. And then like we talked about earlier on the show, you know, if you're willing to look, you know, an hour or two outside of some of these markets, that even expands the opportunity even more. And you can actually in this in this day and time get maybe a little higher yield if you go into those secondary and tertiary markets, still looking at job growth, population growth, landlord and business friendly, it's not so hard to find a deal. It takes a little bit of effort, but anyone can do it. Well, and really the theme we opened up with is that the markets change and you have to keep your eye on that. One of the things that uh, is obvious today is that the market has changed. Apartment space is popular and money is chasing yield. And so you said something today that was great. Someone was asking the typical question, is it too late? And you talked about adjusting your expectation of return. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, you know, I've been doing this 16 years. The first deal I did back in 2003 is I got an 18% cash on cash return. Awesome. And then, you know, we, we've always looked for uh, low double-digit cash-on-cash returns and doubling your total investment in five years. Yep. And now what I'm seeing is if, you know, you want to be competitive in today's market, especially in the last month, interest rates have gone up 50 basis points and pricing hasn't automatically come down correspondingly. So the debt payments is a little higher. It's still below 5%. But to get a high single-digit cash return, say 8 to 10% cash return, and then to still have a, an upside component of where maybe you make a, a, a 12 to 13 percent average return over five years. So that would be, you know, 70 to 80 percent total return over five years, 13 percent IRR. That's still a good return. And I don't know where else where you could consistently make that type of return, which is why I'm still very bullish on apartments. All right, good stuff. Well, we appreciate the time today. Looking forward to having you back on the Investors Summit at Sea. If you want to get Brad's complete forecast on the apartment space for 2018, just send an email to forecast at realestateguysradio.com. You also get a link there so you can check out his educational trainings, come in for the weekend at one of his weekend trainings. You'll meet a bunch of folks. Uh, Russ and I are often there because he invites us to come and, and uh, hang out with the, the people. We meet great people there. A lot of our listeners come to your uh, program. You'll get all that. And uh, we appreciate the uh, time today. Thanks, Brad. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. There's the apartment king, Brad Sumrock. Send an email to forecast at realestateguysradio.com. More when we come back, you're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. 
This portion of the Real Estate Guys radio program is brought to you by International Coffee Farms, where you can own a parcel of land in your very own specialty coffee farm in Panama for as little as $15,000. Here's how it works. Deeded half-acre parcels entitled Specialty Coffee Farms in Boquete, Panama are turnkey managed professionally on your behalf by a team of local experts. Sustainable average income is estimated at 12% and cash flow can begin within 12 to 15 months from the date of your parcel ownership. International Coffee Farms' mission is to own and operate specialty coffee farms that are economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable. As part of this mission, 20% of the gross profits of each farm is committed to a socially sustainable fund to improve the lives of the Panamanian coffee farm workers and their families. International Coffee Farms currently owns and operates nine specialty coffee farms with half-acre parcels available for immediate ownership. To find out how you can become a coffee farm owner in Paquete, Panama, email coffee at realestateguysradio.com. That's coffee at realestateguysradio.com. Forbes rated Memphis the best cash flow market in the nation. And our good friend Terry Kerr at Mid-South Homebuyers has been the premier turnkey rental property provider in Memphis for over 13 years. With an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau, Terry has renovated over 750 houses. Real Estate Guys listeners have snapped up hundreds. Discover what these satisfied investors already know. Mid-South's properties are completely renovated with a one-year warranty and a lifelong rental guarantee. They're affordable, well-managed, and easy to own. Perfect for beginning investors and veterans alike. Get in on the action. Contact Terry and his team via email at midsouth at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, this is Phil Collin from Def Leppard and Delta D. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. This week broadcasting from Dallas, Texas. We're at the SFR Expo, which means there's noise around. People are checking out the booths. They're going to breakout sessions and so forth. But uh, we had a chance to connect with Brad. Uh, we were on a panel with Brad yesterday. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of a fun panel on syndication. Our good friend uh, Kathy Fetke uh, from Real Wealth Network, she hosted that. Uh, and then had us on her radio program, which is great. She's been on the radio and had a podcast for a lot of years. And... Uh, uh, you know, we talked here about uh, syndication, uh, and and I just thought while well, we had a chance, let's talk about this. And we had seen some of the slides from Brad's uh, market forecast, and uh, watched it last year as a great webinar. So uh, always want to be in touch with the the market. So that's why we had him here. Let's uh, pick his brain a little bit about the apartment space as well. Well, I, I think the important thing is is that if you're going to be exploring and keeping your thumb on the pulse or your eye on the horizon of opportunity, you're going to have to get input from other people. Brad knows the apartment space so much better. Yeah. He knows the DFW market and the markets he pays attention to so much better. And so, you know, you we use the radio show as an opportunity to get into these conversations with people. We attend trade shows to find out about different asset classes or different uh, product types and marketplaces. Uh, getting a chance to sit on a panel was great. You know, Brad approaches syndication a little bit different. That was one of the first things he came up. He goes, hey, you know, everything they just said, I approach it a little bit differently. And that's great. And that's what you do. You come for, to get good ideas from people People that are really doing it. Right. You know, our business, the way we operate has evolved and we're in our little niche. We don't spend really any time on this show talking about what we really do when we're not doing this. Right. So if you want to know that, you end up having to come to a live event and you find out. We talk about it a little bit, but not really because it's never the focal point. It's not about what we do. It's about what's going on and what you want to do. Well, we've evolved as investors, right? I mean, the kind of thing, and a lot of people that listen to this program, they evolve as investors. Maybe they start off investing in a single family house. They discover apartments and then they think, well, I can buy an apartment on my own account like Brad did in his first couple of deals. And then they think, well, wow, this is kind of cool. And maybe I could bring some people along and I know some folks and they raise some money and they do some deals. And then once they've done that now, like Ken McElroy and his partner Ross are like, you know, we've we've converted a lot of apartments. We've rehabbed a lot of apartments. We could build some apartments and now they're developing and they have been for some time. That's Ross's background. So you evolve as an investor. And I think the message from today is you want to continue you to watch the market you're in just for a reality check. Hey, would I make this decision today? And then if you are expanding your holdings, what are other markets that make sense? That's a moving platform. You know, Brad mentioned the Bay Area. Been a strong, strong market in terms of appreciation. Uh, we come from the San Francisco Bay Area. All of my original investments, my first 20, 25, 30 buildings were in Silicon Valley and the adjacent areas, but pretty soon I realized what he did is those aren't very landlord friendly. Those are very tenant friendly areas. So all things being equal, just picking something to talk about, that 
tenant landlord law is one of the things we pay attention to because as landlords, we want to be in a place that favors us instead of the tenant. Well, ultimately investing, your investment, you're buying a physical asset and you have a demographic that resides in a physical location. That environment the jurisdiction, the legislative regulatory environment, the economic environment, what's going on in terms of migration, all of those things are important factors because this is where your investment is sitting. And so when you are paying attention to those things, you can begin to see changes as they start to evolve, whether in your favor or not. You know, for example, way back in the day, uh, you know, one of the things that happened is interest rates came down, it became easier for renters to purchase homes. Right. And so the economy was good and interest rates were coming down and that was harder for landlords. And so you're watching the financial news, economy's good, interest rates are down, everything's great. And as a landlord, you were experiencing negative pressure on your rents. Uh, I know you guys were going through that at that particular time because people were moving out and buying. Right. Flip that over and in 2008, when everything you know fell apart and all of a sudden real estate was tough and people were losing their homes, millions of people went from being homeless owners to being renters and the actual pressure on rents became upward the underlying fundamentals of supply and demand said hey this is going to grow once we stabilize the economy it took a couple years but then all of a sudden we've seen many years of strong strong rent growth now we're at a different time in the cycle interesting you talked about new builds you know brad brought up the difference between what's going on in a class and b and c class in the very same market well, this is a great, great example. So, in fact, a question that was in this Q&A panel is, well, I see all these new apartment buildings going up, and they're nicer, and they're more luxurious, and isn't that bad for apartment investors? And the actual answer is it's wonderful because those buildings that are built at the highest level, A-class apartment buildings with bowling alleys and pools and spas, the issue with those buildings is they, they have no return. And so who invests in those? Pension funds, real estate investment trusts, mammoth insurance companies. Protection of principal investors. Bingo. So they're not after 9% or 11% or 8%. They're perfectly happy with a 2.2% yield because it's a safe asset. But those corresponding rents are super high. So if I'm in a marketplace, there's a clientele that wants to live in that apartment. But there's even more people that want to live in the B-class or the C-class apartment. Or have to. Or have to. And so we're not building, nobody builds a C-class apartment building. Well, and it's an interesting thing because even from an affordable housing, even if they were going to build a value-engineered brand new building, the cost of the land and the cost of the labor today is so high, even if it was physically and aesthetically comparable to an older building, the fact that you had to build it with today's labor and today's material costs make building even affordable housing too difficult. So builders would build that because they know the demands there too, but they can't. Right. And so if you realize that, and then you've got people who bought their property and their business plan said, hey, I'm going to hold it for five years or seven years and I'm going to sell, or maybe they've owned it for longer and they've run through their depreciation schedule. So even though you think, oh, those buildings are high demand, why would anybody sell one? Well, people sell. People sell for a reason, and you can pick up properties that are perfectly serviceable, perfectly good in that B and C class, even in a market where it's in high demand. Of course, to Brad's point, you got to do your homework. It's going to be competitive. You have to know what your limitations are and not overbid. Uh, you may have to do a little bit more work in terms of the underwriting and all that and looking at a lot of deals. But when you find one, uh, they're out there. And I think that was the thing that was most encouraging to me because everybody wonders, hey, this spot is so hot. DFW, for example, this market is so hot. The uh, BC class is so hot. It's so competitive. Can I even get in? Is it worth the efforts? And what I'm hearing with 37 properties bought last year just by his students alone. And, you know, I, he's big, but he's not the only only apartment buyer in this metro. There's deals going down in this town right now, and that that's gratifying to me. That means there's still room for people to play. This town and a lot of towns, you just have to discipline yourself to do the homework, or you have to find people that are doing it. You know, Brad trains passive investors too, and people that come to our syndication event, many of them come not because they want to be syndicators. They come because they want to learn how to vet a syndication deal. Can you imagine if stock investors put one one-hundredth of the effort into understanding what they were buying that Brad students put into understanding? understanding what they're buying through right. a passive investment. 
I mean, the commitment to training an investor to become a sophisticated investor, to understand how to do the due diligence and know what they're looking at and whether it's suitable for them and how much money they should put in, what the risks are and all of those things. I mean, that type of education, nobody does that really in the paper asset world. They're just, oh yeah, this thing's really good. I'm your financial advisor. I recommend it's suitable for you. Okay, I'll buy it. I don't even understand what it is. I don't know what the business plan is. I don't know what the risks are. And then you go through the roller coaster up and down of, you know, asset values in the stock market and maybe you get blindsided. I mean, there are still stocks that, you know, haven't recovered e even in spite of this boom from from their lows and people are still waiting to get back whole again. So, and they never even knew what they were buying. So I think, you know, if you want to be educated, even if you're going to be passive, uh, it makes a lot of sense to learn from somebody who actually is investing in the space and the product class you're interested in. Absolutely. Well, big thanks to Brad Sumrock for sharing uh, not only his time today, but the time he put together to research and prepare his 2018 apartment forecast. If you'd like to get a copy of that, it's webinar style. Take about an hour to watch, just over an hour. All you have to do is send an email to forecast at realestateguysradio.com. There aren't too many, but there are a few cabins left on the 2018 Investor Summit at Sea. If you've been thinking about it, it's time to stop thinking about it and get signed up. Can you imagine how much you will learn and how connected? You know, we use this analogy all the time. When you want to get immersed in a culture, learn a new language, a way of thinking, uh, you can do it reading books and listening to tapes and watching television shows, and you'll get some, or webinars or YouTube videos or whatever. But if you can put yourself in an environment for 10 days with a group of people like Robert Kiyosaki and all these other folks, Brad Sumrock, and you learn the way they think and how they process, the kind of questions they ask and what they're doing, uh, and then you're having these real-time conversations, you learn so much so fast. If you really sat down and said, okay, if I were to do this, say, over the next five years, 10 years, to develop this level of understanding. How much money would I spend on trips and books and conferences and seminars? A lot. And you know, yeah, you cram it all in one week, but you are able to walk away with the benefit of all that and put it to work right away too. So to me, people say, well, what does the summit cost? The, question, the answer is, well, if you come or if you don't. Because if you don't come, then nothing that we're going to share is going to benefit you. If you're there, then you have a chance to take what you've learned and the relationships you build and go do something remarkable in your life. There's a reason all these high-powered people come. We don't pay them. They come because they get something out of you. Brad talked about how much he learned. Kenny McElroy said the same thing. You know, the last time he got off the ship, he was like, my goodness, I, I, I feel like I'm not the teacher. I'm the learner. <laughs> we all feel that way because... There's so many smart people. It's it's the environment we're working to create. It's awesome. So come join us on the 2018 Investor Summit at Sea. We leave uh, early April and we're gone uh, for uh, 10 days, two days on land, a week on our cruise ship. Now, because it is a lot of money and a lot of time, this year for the first time, we're doing the first two days as a standalone event called the Future of Money and Wealth. You can find out all the details of that. Many of the same faculty will be there. Everybody coming on the summit is going to be at those two days. And if you can't stomach an entire 10 days away and the price tag, you certainly want to come out to the Future of Money and Wealth. Just go to futureofmoneyandwealth.com. Thanks again to Brad Summerock. Thanks to Tim Harriage for having us at the SFR Expo this weekend. Until next week, go out and make some equity happen. Hello, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and I'm very excited that I'll be joining the real estate guys for their investor real estate summit at sea. Join me, join my friends, join the Real Estate Guys Investor Summit at Sea, and I'll see you out there. Thank you very much. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at beyourbank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.